We welcome in Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. Um, it's a Monday morning, so we're ready to go again. All right. I, I, I got to know, man, do we have do we have big Valentine's Day plans? <laughs> we actually uh, we actually did a dinner last night at Buzzard Billy's, so we did a day ahead of time, and then uh, um, I'm sure she's not listening, so I can go ahead and say that she will get flowers today, so... How do you hang on a second? How do you know she's not listening? Um, how do you know I'm she's not a big fan of the show? I married somebody that's not a big fan of sports. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "What do you do again?" <laughs> yeah, that's, right. oh, that's great. All right, uh, did you have a favorite TV commercial last night? Was there anything that just jumped off the page at you? Well, here's the deal, I. Our dinner was like six or six thirty. Are you kidding me? Watch, you are a dedicated husband. I didn't watch hardly any. Now, uh, I even had the uh, there's TVs in there, and I had the TV to my back so that I wouldn't sit there and watch it all the time. <laughs> but, but, Ward, how about this? How about this guy right here? Huh? Unbelievable! <laughs> I'm telling you, turned his back to the television. Yeah. That's great. We with, uh, he must have been in the doghouse bad. Oh. <laughs> We were with Claude and Becky Lindsay, who actually own Buzzard Billy's now, and Becky was, like, dying to go over there and watch. But her main deal was she just wanted to see if Clay Johnston got in the game, you know, for the Baylor guy from right. Cincinnati. So, but, yeah, it was it – was, so I don't have a favorite commercial. I'll have to go back and watch. <laughs> All right. Uh Let's uh, let's let's change gears and, and I and, and again it's been described as bittersweet and I don't think there's any other way you can, you could say it. You, you get a nice win over Texas but yeah. man oh man uh, you don't want to see anybody get hurt but uh, we were talking about it this morning especially that guy I mean he he's that that smile is so infectious I mean he's just such one of those he's just one of those guys he's just a favorite right oh he's definitely a favorite and. And I, you know, I think somebody compared him to, and I think it's a pretty apt description, is that he is kind of the glue guy for Baylor, um, kind of like a Mark Vidal. Um, you know, different role a little bit, but, you know, he's just that guy that he's an energy guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, really, and like you said, he's definitely a fan favorite. I mean, every time he came to the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big loss. And I was trying to think if there was a guy on that team – um, that would be, you know, harder to lose than him. And I'm not sure there is. I mean, obviously, you've had a lot of other guys play real well, um, you know, all the guards. Uh, but those guys have been in and out of the lineup. I just don't know. I think he's probably the one guy that you really just – I'm not saying you couldn't lose, and, and I'm not saying this season is over or anything, but that's a big blow, guys. Uh, huge, huge. So, and, and again – so just from a minute standpoint, uh, obviously Flo's going to get extended minutes. Right. Who would be the second? Would, would do you slide Matthew Meyer to a five? I mean, what do you do to 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 take up those twenty minutes? I think it's probably more Kendall Brown going to that spot. There you yeah, go. I think it, yeah, I think it's you go to a smaller lineup, so you would have probably Kendall. But then you might have, you know, Jeremy and um, uh, Matthew Meyer in there. So that's still a pretty decent-sized front line. I mean, I don't know if, if you guys noticed, but Texas, I think their tallest starter was 6'7". So that's 
So it's not like, you know, but now if you come up against some team with this monster at center, it, it could be a, it could be a lot of trouble and you don't have the fouls to give anymore. You know, that's, that's the other thing with Jonathan is, is there's three or four fouls that you could, you know, almost kind of count on every game that who's, who's going to have those fouls. So with a, with a team that was already short on depth and then you lose another guy, um, yeah, like you said, it's a huge blow. And, um, yeah, you just have to count on other guys to step up. You know, uh, I don't think he's ready to take a lot of minutes, but, you know, does Zach love the, um, do you throw him out there, at least try to get him, you know, five minutes or something? I mean, he's big. So, um, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know what the answer is right now. But, uh, like you said, I think Flo plays, has to play more minutes. He's got to stay out of foul trouble. And then I think, you know, you probably – go with some smaller lineups uh you know with two or three of the guards in there with uh you know the two freshmen Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan does this change the game plan for coach Drew going forward or do they stay within the game plan that they've been all season long and just try to just simplify the approach a little bit yeah I I I don't think you change not at this point I mean this far into the season and and, you know they they kind of do what they do anyway um you know obviously I think you have to be more careful, obviously. I mean, you can't be maybe as aggressive on defense as you'd like to be in that, you know, that can hurt you. Cause if you, you know, if you're not playing that way, which is kind of the way they play, then yeah, it could definitely affect you on defense side. So, but yeah, I, I do think they just stay with what they do. Um, you know, obviously you're de- and they've kind of dealt with it all year though, guys. I mean, the last time they had them all available was like maybe, the first game in January or something. So, I mean, it's been a while since you had the whole rotation. Um, this is just a key piece that, you know, cause you didn't have hardly any depth inside. And now, you know, basically other than flow, you don't really have a true, you know, backup center. Do you think heading to Lubbock, you know, tomorrow or on Wednesday night is going to be like perfect timing in a sense because you're going to have to adapt, right? Like you're going to have to learn at jail and throw these guys in position and you're going to do that in a hostile environment. You're going to do that against a team where we saw we know how good Santos Silva is inside. You think this is a good way for them to kind of figure out because this is what you're going to be walking into going forward in March Madness? Well, I, actually, I think ideally you'd like a little easier game than this, but no, I think you're right, Garrett. Uh, you know, it does get them prepared for what they're going to see the rest of the way. Cause, and and I think it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Tech approaches this game as well. You know, do they um, – you know, I think a lot of teams are going to go right at flow and try to get him in foul trouble because, you know, then you don't have really any options. You have to go with the smaller lineup. So I don't know what Tech's game plan would be. Um, but, yeah, I think this will be a big test. And, and, you know, obviously Baylor's going to be motivated. Tech beat them on their home court. So I, I think this is a game you won't have any problem motivating them or getting them up. But that's just – that is such a tough place to play. I mean, particularly when Tech is a good basketball team. I'm not so sure they're uh, not a great basketball team this year. So um, this will be a tough one. Um, but, you know, I think this last week was big in terms of bouncing back because they played so badly at Kansas to bounce back and – and get the wins that you did this week, uh, you know, beating Kansas State and beating on the road and then coming back and, and beating Texas again shorthanded. I know, I know uh, LJ is listed day-to-day, but do you get any sense of when he may be available? I mean, that's 14 or 15 points a night that's, that's right. not available to you. 
and that would be, you know, huge if they could get him back to kind of, I mean, it's not obviously not the same position. It's not the same player, but just to get, like you said, just to get those points back. I don't know, Tom. I mean, you know, obviously he hasn't even suited up for the last five. So it's not like, you know, you're really close to getting him back. Um, I know Scott has said that he's been doing more and more in practice. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I know he keeps saying that it's a pain tolerance and, you know, I'm sure with, I mean, he broke his foot last summer, so I'm sure there is a lot of pain there. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, do we, you know, do you get him back by the end of February? I don't, I don't know. I mean, but it would be big to get those points back because even though the rest of your guards have played well, even, you know, Dale Bonner off the bench has given them some good minutes, but, uh, you know, having LJ back and a guy that, you know, at times can kind of carry you, um, that would be a big help. When you look at this basketball team, does it change how you approach the Big 12 tournament? And I'm not saying you go into the Big 12 tournament and, and have, you know, the idea that, okay, whatever happens is, is fine with us. We probably, right. you know, like it did last year, you, you got the opportunity to rest and, and heal up a little bit before you made that run. But right. now you might need those minutes on the floor with these guys to gel a little bit through the Big 12 tournament. Does it change your approach at all? Ward, I think it depends on what they do the rest of the way. I mean, you know, if they're, you know, and, and I think they'll still be, you know, in the hunt for a Big 12 championship. You know, if you win a Big 12 championship, even a share of it, you know, I'm not sure that you put all your eggs in the basket of a Big 12 tournament. But like you said, that's another, you know, maybe couple, three games that you can really, you know, start to gel with what you have. So, I mean, but I, I still think that it's going to depend on what they do the rest of the way and, and, and you know, how this, maybe they do jail over these, you know, next six games and, and you, and you go into the tournament with a lot of confidence. Um, but yeah, it's going to depend on what they do these last six games, you know, or, and they're right there. I mean, they, they have a chance to win a big 12 championship and I don't think they're going to give up that, but um, you know, I, Scott has not never seemed like he's been a guy that will not, not necessarily throw in the towel, but I mean, he's, he's going to go for it. Like, I, I can remember years where they weren't very good and they still played really well in the tournament. So he's been a good tournament coach. So I, I would be, I would be surprised if he doesn't like go for it in the big 12 tournament to win a big 12 tournament title, which would be a big deal. Um, so yeah, but let's see what these next couple of weeks um, show us. Jerry, I'll switch gears on you a little bit. How about that opening weekend for coach Moore and the softball team? I, that was great because, I, I mean, we had talked to him, uh, I guess, earlier in the week, um, John Warner and I from the trip, and and I, and I think he likes this team. He likes the idea of being able to teach and coach because, you know, when you do have those older, more set-in-their-ways teams, it's a little harder to teach them. This is a group that he's got to teach, and, I, you know, I think he saw, you know, a lot of people step up, uh, you know, uh, Aaliyah Benford throwing a two-hitter, Casey West in the last game throwing a complete game, uh, one-hitter, and that's one that can you know also play in the outfield. So I thought they had a lot of players step up. Mackenzie Wilson in center field I think is going to be really good. So, yeah, I think it was – now let's look at the competition too. I think this is a tournament you should have gone 4-0, but they, you know, they were fairly dominant in going 4-0. So we'll see um, this next week. I mean, they got Oregon here next weekend, so that – That'll be a huge test. They play at uh, SFA on Tuesday. But, you know, getting Oregon in here, you know, that that will tell you how good this team is. Uh, Nikki Collins' team, 
Jerry, uh, they were in a tight one for three quarters, and then that fourth quarter, they just flat took West Virginia to the woodshed. Yeah, it was amazing because, you know, and it even got pretty tight there in the fourth quarter at one point, and then they kind of turned the Jets on and said, see ya. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's – I mean, they were dominant, like you said, in that fourth quarter, and I was looking, guys, at the second half because, you know – they they finished well enough in the third quarter that they outscored them by six in that quarter. So the second half was 46 to 29, you know? So, I mean, they dominated in that half, you could say, you know, when they beat them up there, they beat them by 33 up there. Well, you know, you beat them by 17 in the second half. You just didn't have a very good first half. And I thought West Virginia played really well. Mike Carey is not ever going to give up. Mike Carey is going to play you really good defense and that's what they did they they kind of you know bumped you and and you know tried to get you out of your game they want to make it ugly and they did for a half even maybe three quarters it was an ugly game but then you know Baylor you know found a new gear there in that fourth quarter and and really you know just kind of ran away with it does it feel like that this team's more comfortable in their own skin right now I do yeah I think they're they're very comfortable and you know it's it's kind of been a process you know early in the year and even the start of conference and stuff uh you know they were struggling to kind of find who they are and you know just you know really kind of play together and all those things and I think they are I mean when you look at this week you know beating K-State that's a team that beats you on the road and you beat them by 45 so I mean this was a really good week I know that first half against West Virginia wasn't great, but you kind of weathered the storm, and then you did what you're supposed to do in the fourth quarter. So I think when you look at this week, it tells you that that they are kind of getting there. And, and again, they're right in the hunt for a Big 12 title. You got Oklahoma, or you got Iowa State now ahead, and you're tied with Oklahoma. So um, you know, with six games to play, and and they, I looked at the schedules. They have the easiest schedule by far. Um, they only play two teams that look like they're headed to the uh, uh, NCAA tournament, and and there are other teams that are playing three, four teams. So, and, and I know one of Baylor's is is at home. So, yeah, I think they've got a very favorable schedule the rest of the way, and they got a chance, you know, to win at least a share of their 12th straight conference championship. Hey, what do you got in the insider for us? Um, I've got uh, a story on Alvin Brooks coming up. He's, uh, you know, obviously been with. Scott, the last five or six years, his dad is now the head coach at Lamar. So doing a feature on him, one of the getting to know features, that'll be probably posted on on Tuesday. Um, so that and then, man, Tommy, we talk about those weekends. This is this is one up with baseball <laughs> and softball at home. Baseball opens up, you know. Oh, uh, Maryland know, this weekend. All the other sports. Yeah, we, we just in our building on Saturday, we have five broadcasts. Five Baylor broadcasts just on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. It's that time. Springtime. Welcome welcome to yeah, spring. Welcome. Hey, yeah. Jerry, thanks. Appreciate your time today, as always. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That is Jerry Hill.